Hello, Sarah. Hello, Dana. So we are counting down the days till summer when we're like in true rosé season. Yes. Um, We can just jump right in. I, I would love to. And yeah. I'm just sitting here listening to the birds chirp outside your window I in the know. springtime and I'm just so happy. It's just the best. we'll dive right in I think this is one of the topics that we've like alluded to in other podcasts but like haven't gotten to like deep down the rabbit hole with I'm curious um so I don't know about you but like Harry Potter has had (laughs) (laughs) I love Harry Potter (laughs) I I had a feeling that that would be the case um but it was it's just had like such a place in my life and I'm sure your life and I was talking about this the other day with uh with Jared and like trying to because I was always like yeah like it's interesting because like Harry Potter I feel like tracked our childhoods like especially like your age and my age like so perfectly right and so I went back and looked at the dates and I'm like the first one came out in 1997 okay I was nine I was eight and and then the last one came out in 2007 which is like our senior year of high school yeah, I remember it, like, when... literally tracked perfectly. Oh, I remember when the last book came out, because my friends and I all went at midnight to get it. It was Same. my senior year. And then uh, the last movie came out our senior year of college. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't that... Because they started the movies before the books were done, so, like... Yeah. We had, like... It was, like, this whole series of, like, growing up and engaging with crazy things, like Voldemort and everything... Which I think to me at least like evokes such like World War Two imagery and stuff. Tot- oh my god! But like totally. it totally tracked with our childhood and growing up and figuring out the world. And, and like- also like it, the stories aged uh-huh. every year. Um, like they got crazier and crazier and like had more depth and everything. Harry Potter tracked us through our our like middle school, high school, um, even into college. Yeah, and I feel like it really like grew with us. Or like the books were. Um, they got more and more mature as the years went on, and, like, I liked that. Like, it didn't feel like you were reading a children's book by the time you got to, like, the fifth book. No, Um, not at all. And I think, like, the themes, like I kind of said earlier, of, like, being similar to, like, World War II. and like Even thinking of, like, Lord of the Rings, where, like, that has a lot of, like, good versus evil type imagery. I have so many feelings on Lord of the Rings. I love the Lord of the Rings, too. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But, um, that... It was, like, so accessible, but also the themes could get really dark and complex, which I think, to me, like, my problem with Harry Potter has always been the writing isn't super sophisticated. It's, like, very accessible for a 9 or 10-year-old. Right, Um, because it's a... Because it is. It's a children's book. But the themes and the imagery and everything, it can be quite dark. And I think that's what makes it, like, resonate and stay with people way longer. Yeah. Is, like, not just the colorful imagery, but, like, the complexity of it. And you think about it, and you... So I've reread all of the books as an adult, multiple times, because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a massive nerd. Um, what? I know. So I, I read all of them. Um, my parents bought me, like, a full new set of books, because I'd read them so much that the spines were all fucked up. Um, Love it. Yeah, so I have thought about the imagery more as an adult, and also looked at um, how J.K. Rowling, like, really, um, or Rowling, really, like, thought through every aspect of her characters, every aspect mm-hmm. of the story. Like, she tied a bow on everything. Yeah. In a way a that was job. amazing. Yeah. Um. So I thought, like, before you get, like, two, because, like, obviously you and I have a lot of feelings on this subject. <laughs> um, but, like, before you and I get, like, too far down the rabbit hole on that, I had found, like, an article from um, some place called The Odyssey, which I don't know a lot about, but okay. they had an article. <laughs> and it was called 20 Signs You Grew Up in the Harry Potter Generation. Okay, cool. And so... 
We're not going to go through all 20 because, like, I know. There are a lot of gifts. Whatever. Like, look it up. We'll put the link in the in the uh, show notes. But I thought we could, like, go through a little on, like, React. But then also, like, some of them might involve us revealing a little bit about ourselves. So I thought okay. we'd just go through that. Nice. All so right. um, the first thing on the list was receiving your acceptance letters or not on your 11th birthday, oh. which, like, you and I probably – I started reading this, like, very early on, and I'm assuming you did, too. Yeah. Or, like, you're like – well, maybe it'll be my 12th birthday. Oh, yes. I don't know. Damn it, I'm never getting it. I was mail. like, maybe in America it's at a different time. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. So the second one, too, was that um, being confused about why the U.S. and the U.K. versions of the titles were completely different with the Philosopher's Stone oh, and yeah. the Sorcerer's Stone. Number four is wanting to visit Diagon Alley or Diagon Alley or whatever, however you say it. <laughs> And Hogsmeade, because oh. they're just, like, such fantastical places. Hogsmeade's my favorite, I have to say. I, I like the idea of going to, like, the bars in Hogsmeade <laughs> and just, like, getting drunk on fire whiskey. I know. Fire whiskey. I know. And butterbeer. Um, number five was just a quote. It's Leviosa, not <laughs> Leviosa. Oh, my God. Which I just, my spirit animal. I know, me too. I just freaking love her. So number seven is wanting to know what your... Amortensia potion would smell like. Ooh, the love potion. Yeah, where it smells like the person that you'd love. So the next thing was wanting to know what your Patronus would be. Ooh, well that's easy for me. So I've always really? yes, I've always said my spirit animal is uh, a yellow lab. Oh, or a golden retriever. That's so I actually cute. think probably a golden retriever because they're a little bit smarter. Okay, fair. but I grew up with a yellow lab, so yeah. I think that that it would be a dog for sure because I think that I'm super loyal. Um, and I really like people and I'm always really excited to see the people that I love. And I think that that's what mine would be. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, probably a river otter. Which that is-, is so specific. I- <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> shut up. I was like obsessed with otters as a kid. I love otters. They're like, bitches though. They're, yeah, they look so like sleek and cute and they're like crafty yeah. and they like make use of the world around them. But then you piss them off and it's like. Not okay. Actually, I just read an article recently about one that jumped into some person's canoe and, like, tried to bite her face. Oh, God. I like, can see you doing that I feel like there's a very... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's totally. a point at which you're like, no, you've upset, like, the balance of power and I'm not okay with you or, like, I'm not okay with how you treated that person, like, going after them. Is, see, like, I'm more so one who would just, like, cry in the corner like, like, a, like a sad dog. <laughs> Guys, be happy. <laughs> Why don't you love me anymore? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love, love that, that, though. That's perfect. Someone uh, else was an otter. I don't remember who. I'm pretty sure it was, like, Hermione or something. I'm pretty which, sure like, it was Hermione, As yeah. much as, like, her character resonates with me, that is not why I picked that. No, but I think she was an otter. I'm oh, my God. Sure. Can you tell me how many times we've read these books? Too Jesus many times. Okay. <laughs> the next thing on the list is continuously having mixed emotions about Draco Malfoy. How he was kind of a terrible person, but also came from a terrible family. Nature and v. Nurture. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, was a kid in the books, and, like, how much do you hold a kid responsible for where he came from? Yeah, and I, th- I think that his character had a really interesting, it was interesting um, metaphor for a lot of people in our generation who grow up parroting what their parents have said um, that may not be socially acceptable anymore around certain groups of people or right. certain viewpoints and like a, a level of ignorance that is learned that, yeah, you can't blame them, but at some point... They become an adult, and then they right. if they continue to make those decisions, I think that's where you can blame them. What yeah. does that transition look like? His character was weirdly complex and very interesting. Yeah, and, like, I think 
I think that like the books and the movies are really different in how they handled him, but they both presented it as this kind of like complicated character, like complicated life situation. And like, I think I the love... most, I would argue, one of the most complicated characters. Yeah. And I think not like hit you over the head kind of complex. Like, I feel like Snape. Yeah. There was like. Even Harry Potter. Yeah, like, there's a lot of complexity there, but you there was so much explanation around the yeah. complexity that you weren't like, oh, I'm surprised that there was, like, stuff there. But with him, it was, yeah. he was supposed to be this kind of obvious villain, but there's, like, so much more complexity. Another character, a character that I would equate in complexity is Neville Longbottom. Oh, good call. Because he grew up with, like, that weird family situation as well. Like, he didn't have parents. He was raised by a stern grandmother. He had no self-confidence. And then you saw him grow throughout the books and the movies. Uh And, like, obviously in the movies he got hot, which was, like, an added bonus. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) I feel like both of them were equally complex and probably the most complex characters. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Especially because I feel like they had a similar thing where, like, there was so much expectation on them early on in their lives. And, like, how they responded to that. And then how the, like, family around them kind of helped or hindered their growth yeah, exactly and how school either helped or hindered their growth yeah i think that really interesting i mean there's a lot of complexity there yeah um and this kind of like goes nicely with the next one which is feeling slightly sympathetic when you find out about tom riddle's childhood oh yeah that was some tough shit next thing and again when you reference this article later you'll notice that we just jumped around and we skipped a lot of stuff and we're not sorry about it not sorry <laughs> um seeing anything that has a lightning bolt and immediately <gasps> associating it with harry potter yes and how the lightning bolt emoji is just harry potter you can't use it for other things <laughs> yeah and sometimes i see people with like a lightning bolt tattoo and i'm always like yeah <laughs> like i know what that's about yeah so the next one is wondering what house you would be sorted in <laughs> And uh, you and I kind of had a little bit of a pre-discussion about this. Yeah, I've talked to everyone about this. I've had so many conversations about houses. Who are, What would yours be? Uh, that's like, like, we were like slightly alluding to this earlier. Um, but I feel like the thing that like resonates with me the most is probably Slytherin. And like you and I are talking about this a little bit of like, it's more about like, you were saying like ambition, but mm-hmm. also like how you approach the world as like a transactional place where like, even if you have, like I have a you know, wonderful life and a wonderful family and stuff. But, like, the world, to me, makes more sense from, like, an ambition and transactional, like, not game, but, like, mm-hmm. complex ecosystem. Where Interesting. you have to pay things in and take things out and kind of game things for your own end. And, like, mm. as much as I love Gryffindor and, like, how altruistic they are, I think that, like, you can't just go through life being idealistic like oh that God, because you don't get the results that you want. Gryffindor kind of annoys me, not going to lie. <laughs> They're always like, oh, my God, we're super brave. And I'm like, I get it. Um, yeah, but, like, you're also a little naive. Yeah. That's what always annoys me yes. about them. No, I, I see that for you. I could see you being a Slytherin. Um, I'm a Ravenclaw, for sure. 100%. 100%. Uh, just... I love to learn, and that's just, like, that's it. And I will mm-hmm. sit and I will read for hours. And a lot of people don't know that I'm actually an introvert. Um, well, I think the whole introvert-extrovert thing is, like, very misunderstood. Yes. And you make science as, like, a person needs to be by themselves to recharge. Yep, and by my recharging is reading anything I can get my hands on. So definitely a Ravenclaw. Also, blue has always been my favorite color. It's Yay. all perfect. Go Ravens. Yeah. Yay! So the next one is... I disagreed with this, but it was about always being confused by the Horcruxes. Like, what? I didn't find that confusing at all. No, I, no. thought it was very straightforward. Yeah. No, she explained it really well. I don't. Yeah. Wow, I was guys. Like, learn, disagree. Learn to read. What was the name of the, the thing again? Where you got this from? Odyssey. Damn it, Odyssey. <laughs> Come on, man. Ah, uh, read closer. Like, they were more like, I think, just annoyed at how layered it was and it's like that's how you make an interesting narrative yeah. and like, i had to go back on. and reread parts of it when i was a kid and i couldn't figure it out but like yeah 
Yeah, but yeah. that's what makes it interesting. Totally. And the last thing that I want to highlight is the deaths that you'd never get over. Oh. Like Fred and Dobby and Tonks. And honestly, Hedwig. Hedwig was like Harry's consistent like connection to the magical wor- world through uh-huh. all of them. And like his like true self and like helped him get through all these things with his like abusive family. And when that happened, I was just like It was crushed. heartbreaking. Also, Lupin and Tonks. Yes. Oh my god. Like unnecessary. I know. Like necessary probably is like a narrative device, but like did they have come to on, Did why? they have to kill Why not both of like why both of them? Did they have to kill Fred too? I know. Oh my god. Oh, I was so mad. I was actually shocked. I remember when um so I remember I think it was the 5th book. Um they were like someone I- integral to the story is going to die. I remember that being like a teaser. Yeah. And and it was serious. Um, and I remember, which also was a really sad death. I was actually shocked when the books ended that none of the main three died. I was a little shocked, too. I thought Ron was going to die. I thought so, too. I thought that it was going to be, Ron was going to die, and then Harry and Hermione were going to end up together. Or Ginny. Yeah. One of the two of them was going to die, as what I thought. And I'm glad that they didn't, because I love those characters. Yeah, um, but I thought it was a little bit too clean of a parallel to have them all make it out okay. Well, yeah, you know I, I agree. Mean, you know? Yeah. Except Fred. Rip Fred. Except Fred. And Rip Dobby. Yeah, why did Dobby have to die? Um, because we all needed a good cry. Also, Creature true. got to, like, stand up and take the mantle of, like, the house. That's elves. true. That's really true. Oh, my God. We are really getting deep right I now. I know. But, okay, before we get any deeper, I'd love to do our little wine review. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, in honor of Hedwig, as we no. just discussed... I found a bottle of wine with an owl on it's it. It's so cute. And it totally looks like Hedwig's It too. does. It's Hedwig's wine. It's like the right color. Oh my God, everything. it's called Uncaged. That's it's called adorable. Uncaged. So it's a Z Alexander Brown Uncaged Proprietary Red, red Blend 2015 from the North Coast of California. I was going to say, what North Coast? That makes sense. <laughs> it's like... They're just, I mean, it's from Napa. Like, they just oh. expect you to know. Mm. Um, and I just love the description. The owl is a guardian of the vine. And Myths says that it is present when the spirit is set free. Our winemaking style is also uncaged in our pursuit of creating wines that offer big and bold flavors, yet finished with uncommon finesse. With each vintage, there's a pure connection to the land that I'm proud to share every time a bottle is opened. Aww. Which I just, like, love, like, that they took the imagery so far. But, like, honestly, I picked it out because I was like, Hedwig! Yeah, like, you had to. Harry Potter! So this oh my is, God. seems like a really good one. I have a bit of a cold, so my smelly my smelliness. Is it that. smells like warm and spicy. Mm, definitely spicy. That's like breaking through my nose, peppery for sure. Yeah, but it has like a warm and like a little bit of a sweetness to it. Yeah, a really pretty color. Hmm, that's really yummy. Yeah, it's got like a it has a, a, more of a sweetness to it than I anticipated it would have. Yeah, like it's it's dry, but there's also like. It's going to sound weird, but almost bubblegum. What? No. Like, yeah, a little tiny bit. Like, there's something. Or cotton candy. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, the very last taste on my tongue, is that's what I'm tasting. Or, like, a vanilla, maybe? I get a lot of, yeah, like, and not a cinnamon, but, like, the impression of cinnamon, like, a warm spiciness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I'm not getting the bubblegum cotton candy thing you're getting. But it does. It definitely. I'd be curious to see what the blend is because there's like a lot going on in it. Yeah. No. It's good. It's just. It's much sweeter than I thought it would be. Yeah. But I feel like this would pair really well with like something spicy. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could sip this, which like not everything we drink on this podcast is something you could sit around and sip. Wait, you mean the box wine from a few episodes ago? <laughs> 
Tommy said you could only sit around and sip that. <laughs> no, you can only down that as fast as you can. Just don't smell that one. Um, <laughs> no, I think this, this is really now. good. I think I'd give this like a 4 or a 4.5 even. Because I feel like I could have this with a meal. I could sip on it. It's complex. It's not like so complex that you can't drink it. I'm going to give it. It's a, accessible. I'm going to give it a 3.5 only mm. because like I personally don't like sweet. And there's a little too much sweet for me in the after. Okay. But it's still good. It's still definitely super drinkable. Yeah, to me yummy. it's like the right amount of sweet to spice. Yeah, to me it's too much sweet. But that's because I like very dry wines. So, yes, you do. Yeah, so I will go ahead and say good good call. Oh, well my done, Hedwig. Thanks, Hedwig. But yeah, I'll go, I think I'll go 4.5 and you're going 3.5. Perfect. Very This is the nice. first one we've actually not agreed on in a while. And like been that far apart. I know. Crazy. Wow. But I do, it's a good, it's a good one. Harry Potter brought us apart. It's because I'm a Ravenclaw. We're just, <laughs> we're deeper thinkers. We just like came into our own with deciding our Also, my houses. nails are Ravenclaw blue. I didn't do that oh on my purpose. God. You didn't even know what this was going to be about. I know. I didn't do it on purpose. Anyways. So now that we've talked about which houses we would be in and what our Patronus would be, it's just like funny how clearly all these like images and like buckets we'd put ourselves in like yeah. work for our generation because I feel like you could go up with to like anybody that we were in like high school with or whatever and ask them about Harry Potter and at least 80% of them would have like a pretty substantial opinion about it oh yeah my roommates have sat around and decided who everyone we're friends with like what house they're in oh that's so funny yeah, and I've done it with like your friends from home too and it's been like what at this point over 10 years since the last book came out yeah. and we're still discussing things using that that like imagery and those like characteristics it's crazy yeah the fact that like you could ask someone out of the blue what house are you in and they would know exactly what you're talking yeah, about yeah you don't even have to give them an explanation no. they're like oh this blah yeah um, and I, like, honestly, I can't tell you how many times that, like, I say herbology and I mean botany. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, kind awesome. of a, it's kind of a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and then you're, like, they're, like, herbalists, and you're, like, never mind. I have, like, a you're problem. You're, like, no, herbology. Herbology, Props guys. Bra. Like, Neville, okay, come Neville, on, Neville. Neville. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just want to ask you, like, what's the nerdiest Harry Potter thing you ever did? Ooh, that is. So I can tell you what mine is. Yeah, you go first because I have some some dark shit. Here, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Okay. Not in a bad way, but like I got really into it when I was in That's middle school. That's like okay. So probably like the nerdiest thing I ever did was I like made my own like weird sisters T shirt and like wore it to get so my book cute. at the bookstore at midnight. And I'm pretty sure it was the last book too. But like. In, like, Harry Potter, like, font and shit, like, went with my, like, Weird Sisters t-shirt to the bookstore. And, oh, my God. Which is, like, super nerdy. I made my t-shirt for the last one, too. What was your t-shirt? Um, so each of us, all my friends and I, um, picked a character that we were okay. to represent. Um, and I have always taken French, so I picked Fleur Delacour. That, like, actually makes a lot of sense for you. Right. But I didn't know, like, how to dress for that, so I just made a t-shirt that said, I know how to handle a wand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. I was, like, 18 or 17. I was like, what am I doing? You've got the blonde hair, the blue eyes. Like, what else do yeah. you need? <laughs> it was so funny. It was it was great. Um, that's hysterical. But that's not the nerdiest thing I've ever done. Okay, what's the nerdiest thing? Um, When I was in, like, seventh grade, I was very shy soups awkward like I had like a few friends at school I didn't have classes with them because okay. my mom uh refused to put me in advanced math because 
she thought that it would be too difficult for me. Huh. And so because of that, my schedule got all messed up. So I ended up in none of the classes with people who took advanced stuff and just like all the other classes. So we didn't have advanced English in middle school or reading, only math and science. It's like a weird uh, thing in Champagne. That's annoying. So, and you couldn't be in one and not the other. So I was like not in any advanced classes. So my, my English class was just like nothing ever happened and no one would speak to me. And like everyone would make fun of me because I'd just be like reading in the corner. So I kind of like sunk into like reading Harry Potter and like being really into it uh-huh. so we did we had to do like a book review for class so I did a book review on Harry Potter Aww. and we had to like make a poster and I made this like incredible like trifold poster board of like yes. Harry Potter things and I had a necklace that said Hogwarts on it <laughs> that I wore where did you get that oh, uh, it was, no, 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 it was a movie review for the first movie. Oh. Is what it was. And I don't know That's how- right, it did come out in middle school. It came out in seventh grade, because I remember Because we had this. a class, like a full grade class trip to see oh, it cool. as like- yeah. We did not, and I just yeah. remember sitting there, because I was also wearing a blue v-neck, because I was, like, really trying to lean into the, like, outfit. Uh-huh. It was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. But I just remember this girl sitting next to me looking at me going- well, you really like Harry Potter, huh? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, your necklace. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, like, hit it in my shirt. <laughs> I just think people that don't lean into their passions are boring. Yeah, it was a little weird, though. And, like, I had, like, a Hogwarts poster in my bedroom. Aww. Yeah, I really, like, delved deep into the, like, fantasy of it all. because yeah. well, part- that's the point of it. It's, like, escapism. Yeah. And I think, like, being an insecure, shy seventh grader, I just, like, was, like... This is a thing that I can, like, submerge myself in. And, yeah. My friend will always, my friend Betty, who I went to middle and high school and part of college with, she um, will always tell me about the time, like, we were apparently in YMCA day camp together. Okay. And I did not know her when this was happening. It was, like, fifth grade, maybe. I was like, no, it must have been older than that. Um, It must have been, like, I didn't know her in middle school and I met her in, in high school. Um, Because it was when the fourth book came out. Yeah. And I remember taking the book to YMCA camp, and I didn't want to talk to any of the people because I was so shy and awkward, and I just, like, did not want to speak. I just wanted to read my book. So she was like, I remember you sitting under, like, a tree reading all of Harry Potter, closing it, and then just starting it again. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, how are we friends? And she was like, I... I don't know. That is so funny. I've just been such a reader for freaking forever in my life and like totally resonate with that. Yeah. Um, so moment of truth. Which do you prefer? Books or the movies? Oh, the books. Really? Oh, nine hundred percent the books. I just thought her writing was like so juvenile. It was a kid's book. I don't know. I know. I just thought like the imagery and the like storyline and stuff could have could have been paired well with a writing style that was a little bit older. See, I disagree. I think that it was... See, I, I was, like, reading, you know, The Long Dark Winter, you know, oh, by yeah. Laura Ingle Wilder in, like, second grade. So maybe I just have, like, a weird... Because I'm like, I'm like, this. there's so much here, and then you're also writing it like it's meant for, like, a 10-year-old, even when, like, the kid in the book is, like, 17 and, like, facing down his death. Yeah. It always I, annoyed me. I see that, but I, I don't like being told... How to picture the characters? No, no. So that's, that's what I dislike it. about the movie. No, that's but that's yeah, why I yeah, yeah. the books to the movie. Okay. Like I can picture, I could create the whole world in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not. No, I, I I liked the movies, but you're right that like that's not what they looked like in my head at no. all. And also like the acting wasn't that good. Yeah, it was like very certain things were better than others. Um, it got better by the end, but still. Yeah, yeah. But to me, like there was so much. 
like, I feel like the movies got a lot darker. Like, they let some of those, like, things become a little bit more adult. And I feel like... Yeah. It's so, like, interesting to me that he's, like, facing these, like, very real, very adult, very, like, consequence-ridden situations of, like, life or death. Mm -hmm. And in the book, it seems almost... Like, there's certain parts that, like, make me think of, like, Roald Dahl and, like, the BFG, where it's, like, everything Mm -hmm. will be fine in the end. But, like, no, people are also dying. So, like, there's, like, a weird... But I don't know. Like, maybe it's also because we grew up with them. And so, like, my taste changed and my, like, yeah. reading level changed. And if I was, like, 10 yeah. reading the whole series, like, it probably wouldn't have mattered. But. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about her writing style. I guess it's just, like, there was so much creativity and detail in the books that weren't in the movies. Like, in terms of oh, just, like... Oh, true. Yes. And, like, I loved all of the details. Especially, so the fifth book's my favorite. And it's because, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of details about the school and about, like, how the students interact and the teachers and, like... All of the struggles that are happening at, at a national level are happening in the school. And, like, there's just a lot more there there in terms of details that I, I just latch on to. But then I also, I guess, kind of was more comfortable with the discrepancies narrative-wise between the books and the movies because like, you have to make artistic choices. And, like, granted, See, I don't agree with all the ones that they made. I didn't want a single artistic choice. I wanted a 10-hour movie if you were going to show me a movie Well, that what long. I really didn't understand is why you let the last book be two movies, but you didn't let some of the other books be two movies. Right. And I'm like, there's, like, the fifth book is, like, a million pages long. And the fourth, too. The fourth, too. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. so much material in there, and, like... And they made some just silly little changes to things that I was like... Well, they had so much, like, issue with... Also, where'd the, the poltergeist go? Why oh. was there not a poltergeist? He well, was they hilarious. Had, they had, like, ghosts in, like, the first one, and then they, like pretended like they were never around again right until the last one when they needed the gray lady yeah (laughs) such and the death day party i wanted to see the death day party i know yeah Mm. stylistic decisions that we don't agree with right so books for life books for life i always pick the books for anything though i'm not surprised just because like well i'm a ravenclaw oh god well my next question was gonna be which character you identify identify with most and you already said floor and i probably would be hermione because i'm like a huge nerd with oh yeah no way too much hair <laughs> no i would definitely be hermione so i um i was fleur for cheers to that Ooh, excellent 100 percent hermione huge dork i was always the mm-hmm. person who was like trying to answer questions in class um but like su- i like to think i'm pretty loyal and like a good friend yeah. and i think that that's and I am bossy in my own way. You and me both. Yeah. You and I have a lot of similarities, and I think this is probably the character that, like, shows all those similarities. hmm I also loved that, like, Hermione was, like, one of the, was, like, the true hero in many of the books. Oh, yeah. And like, I love that, like, Harry would have died a million times. Well, yeah, but, like, also, I feel like J.K. Rowling, like, did it, try to pretend, like, this girl who, like, was portrayed as a know-it-all, but, like, we all know, like, girls are... They mature faster and they, like, mm-hmm. understand things faster and, like, you're looking at childhood kind of in this whole thing and, like, she was really able to dominate in that way and, like, yeah. make things happen and, like, even though Harry was, like, the main main character, like, she totally is the only reason he's alive. Yeah, no, and she... And then everything happens. Such a badass. And honestly, like, I would end up with the Ron, too, probably. Me? No. Oh, no, not you. That was the no. thing that infuriated me the most about <laughs> the entire series. No! I'm like, she is so much better than, like... He's funny and sweet, though! Yeah, but, like, there's nothing behind it. He tries. That's was the... Maybe... And maybe this is the thing that, like, I never really understood about Rod, is, like, he's strategic enough to win at chess, but yeah. he's, like, 
too stupid to make anything else happen. And I feel like maybe that was like a fault in like his character development. Where I'm that's like, a good point. He has certain, and maybe that's like a sports strategy thing versus like an academic thing. And like it wasn't fully fleshed out. But I like to also, me, it was always like, she's like so, like she has such varied and wide and deep, like both wide and deep interests that like someone who can't yeah. even get on her level remotely, like would True. really annoy me. I do think that there's a lack of self confidence in his character too that like oh interesting belies a lot of like so that. think about it like in like when he looked in the mirror or whatever god uh-huh. i wow i yep, didn't even know yep. i had these feelings the of mirror thoughts. of erisad yeah um <laughs> he saw himself as the best of all of his siblings mm-hmm. and i feel like if you're in a family that big that's that competitive with with people who are that successful like you're gonna beat yourself up and maybe not try as hard as you should because you have low self-esteem Interesting. There's I guess de- like I think there's secret well, depth like, to that Percy character. Percy was kind of like the bane of his existence. Oh, Percy with, like, was the worst. Who I didn't think his personality was great, but he was definitely like the academic book smart over Yeah, and kind Charlie of was like super cool. Charlie and Bill were both really cool. Oh yeah, and super smart. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it was like a self esteem issue, and like maybe that's the problem with like having a quick epilogue to wrap it all up, where you're yeah. like, okay, great. So now you've like paired them all up against each other and they've all had kids and it's great yay the end yay i do have to say i think i'm glad that harry and hermione didn't end up together that would have been weird it would have been awful i was and that's what she originally was gonna do and i'm so glad she didn't because i didn't want that at yeah all. and i guess like it doesn't really help you write an epilogue if you're like and then they married random other people we've never met before because that's how life works but that's like, the best. like they could have met at the like station and been like oh like all of our families. harry and his wife yeah you know Patricia, I don't know. I'm like, Harry and Ginny didn't bother me nearly as much. Ginny bothered me in the movies because Ginny in yes. the movies, what the hell was that casting decision, man? I like, don't know. Like, I'm sure she's a delightful woman, but like, what the fuck? Sorry. But like, seriously. Well, they made her character a lot <laughs> a lot more vapid. Right. And I actually... Like, in the books, there's a lot more substance to her character. I I think that... I mean, I also related a lot to her in the books. I'm not quite as, like, flirtatious and popular as her, but there was, like, a funny... Yeah, but she was also, like, super shy and, like, self-conscious. Like, At first. Like, complexity to Yeah, her. yeah. And I, I really liked her character. <laughs> they, they did do a disservice to her character in the movies. I think so, too. Okay. Um, God, we have feelings. Else? I know we do. <laughs> so I think, like, given our passion about all of this and, like, our thoughts and, like, how deeply they run, even though we started reading this when we were, like, nine. Um, <laughs> it's, like, really undeniable that Harry Potter has shaped our generation and kind of how um, young adult fiction is kind of seen and, like, marketed yeah. and, like, turned into a fran- into franchises and yeah. books had this really great article about, uh, it was called How Harry Potter Changed the World, and we're going to link you to it. I'm not going to go too far in depth, but they talk mm-hmm. not only about the power of Harry Potter on our generation, but, like, about the power of Harry Potter in changing how these um, these series and these franchises, when you look at the books coupled with the movies, yeah. and, like, how you market them and how you ex- exploit them in a positive way to kind of, marry the books and the movies together and create a franchise and like harry potter is obviously the most successful at this Mm -hmm. um but it was really interesting to look at it from like an adult perspective of like what a book series can can look like as an economic driver almost and like a culture shaper well think about it like i remember when twilight came out which like like, yeah, that was something they referenced as, like, an after Harry Potter They were like, it's the new Harry Potter, which, like, no. No, it's Twilight not. Twilight is, is horrifying. But it's Agreed. also, so it's also really interesting because, think about it, like, we started with Harry Potter, 
Twilight came out, like, right when we were starting to get a little too old for it, but I still read Twilight. Yes. And the writing in Twilight was awful. The writing goes down, has gone downhill. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, the writing in Twilight was horrible, but, like, the writing, the right, the problem I had with the writing in Harry Potter was that the imagery and the storyline and the accessibility of the writing did not match for yeah, me. I see. The writing in Twilight was just bad. Bleh. So there was that, and then... It's a technical term. And then the Hunger Games, bleh. which, like, was kind of... Hunger Games, which was kind of dark. Yeah. And, and then somehow we got into The writing fucking... in that turned, like, really weird in the second book, and then I couldn't even... Right. And then somehow we ended up in, like, Fifty Shades of Greyland, which is... Or, like, Maze Runner, which is just, like, a combination of everything. That. I didn't either. Like, I, I was, like, looking at it, and oh, I'm yeah, like, and this is just a combination of everything that's gone before it. It's, and, like... And uh, Divergent, also. The girl who wrote Divergent went to my high school. No way! No way. I actually like Divergent better than some of the other ones. I've heard that. Like, I chose not to read it because I just felt like that whole Marco was getting too saturated. And, like, to be honest, like, I'm not a huge YA person as an yeah. adult. Like, I read a lot of YA growing up because, especially because it, like, hit that sweet spot of when I was younger, it was an older read. And yeah. then the, like, topics were still relevant, like, through high yeah. school and to college. That but I don't read a lot of YA anymore. Did Did you read Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Good. I did, I, and it was it was horrifying, just, and the relationship is super abusive. And it makes me uncomfortable. The themes make me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, no, they, they should. They're, it's bad. And it was interesting because I felt like it was like, so Harry Potter was like the, the, yeah, the thing that started all of this. And then Twilight came as kind of an afterthought, but it was still one of those things where it's like a magical, mythical sort of situation that's yeah. tied into the real world in a way that, I think that was what made Harry Potter so successful is that like, the idea that all this was happening in the same world that we live in. Yeah, definitely. And Twilight was able to kind of use those same themes. And, and then, a totally different kind of thing with horrible, the vampires. But yeah. That, like, yeah, it was, diff- it was very different, but you're right. Same, I disliked it same strongly. Same but then Fifty Shades of Grey was quite literally... That was it, fan fiction. It was fan was fiction of Twilight. Yeah. But it was interesting because I feel like the, like, the themes... The theme kind of tried to stay the same, and then, like, the writing got worse. Really? And, like, the, like... No, from from Harry Potter to Twilight, like there was a there was oh, an yes. idea, okay, and then it started to just like get lower rent and lower rent and lower rent as as you know all of these other competitors try to come in the market, and like Harry Potter is forever going to be like the the highest echelon of that type of yeah. I mean, book. it totally it did its own thing. Like it's completely new, and completely radical in that. Okay, so my last kind of question then okay. is like. What other series kind of helped shape you into who you are? Because, like, Harry Potter obviously, like, did so much to kind of give us, like, a framework to understand the world and to, like, understand who we are. And, like, was there another series or another book that did something similar for you? Yeah, actually. So, um, before I was reading Harry Potter... I was reading the Redwall books. Did you ever read those? Yeah, I read some of them. I didn't get like quite deep enough in. I them, read. I read, I read the first one. I read almost all of them until like Ooh. I think at one point I outgrew them at, at one point. But um, that was my first like delving into a series that created a whole world. Mm-hmm. And being an only child, it was kind of a cool way for me to just like exit my life and like enter into. A world like I was always a big reader, but I that was when I became addicted to reading yeah. series, and I was rereading the first Redwall book actually for like the fifth time because uh-huh. this has always just been the person I've been. When my dad came home from uh, a trip to England with a little known book in the United States called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 
And he was like, you should read this. And I was like, whatever, dad. And then I, my mom was like, just pick it up. And that was mm-hmm. like the end. I don't even remember how I got exposed to it because my mom had a similar, she's like a huge reader. Mm-hmm. And it's always precious to be huge readers. But she similarly had like heard that it was popular overseas yeah. and like got us in, involved in reading it like before it became a phenomenon yeah. here. Oh, that's so funny. But out, but at the other end of that, um, the other series that like I just love and I love the themes and it makes me think about the world is uh, the Lord of the Rings series, um, which I've read all of them. Um, and there's, they have a lot, I mean, yeah, like from a literature standpoint, it's like, like there's not even a comparison, like the writing style and the, the themes and just all of the pieces of talking about like the way humans treat the world uh-huh. and how we care about nature and like what we're doing with industrialism. Like I love the Lord of the Rings. I am such a dork. I love it though. Yeah. So what about you? Um, in terms of like series that shape help shape who I am, I'm gonna be like way nerdier than you. Great. Um so I need you're that. welcome. <laughs> there is this uh, character whose name is Beverly Gray, and there was this like whole series about her by this woman. I want to say her name was Claire White, but it was a pen name. And she was like, it was actually a series of books that started coming out when my grandmother was a kid. Oh my gosh. So like they're act- like the books that I read like physically were her books from her childhood. Oh, that's so but, cool. Like, I know. It's really cool. So like Beverly Gray was this, the first four books were like Beverly Gray in college. So it was like Beverly Gray is a freshman, then a sophomore and whatever. Oh. And she's like, I don't all women's college. She dates a pilot and like. It's, like, really interesting, and it's, like, I think at the same time, like, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys were a thing, but it's all about this woman, like, being educated and, like, becoming an adult and becoming independent, and then she becomes a journalist, and she, like, travels the world. That is so badass. I love that. awesome. And, like, my grandmother always calls me her own Beverly Gray, which I think is just, like, the most precious thing. So I think I I, I have, like, I have her books. I think I have, like, 50. 12 to 15 of them and there are, there's probably like five to six that I'm missing because wow. they wrote a lot of them. Wow. Uh, but that really to me like showed me you know a young woman going off like who was smart but like going off and like, getting educated and embracing the world and like taking everything like by the yeah. horns and like going after it and like learning from those lessons and like moving That's forward amazing. and engaging with everything that, that that life has to offer and I just have always loved that character and that like story arc. Um, but it's cool. Yeah. I, it, it's funny cause like a lot of the books I read, like I obviously liked the fantasy, mm-hmm. but which most of the books I read were yeah, no, no. fantasy, but thinking about it from like a, a f- feminist perspective, cool. if you will, like, like, okay. The Lord of the Rings, they're like, weren't that many women in it, but the women that were in it were like incredibly powerful, like Galadriel, yeah. like fucking could see everything and knew everything kind mm-hmm. of situation. And Harry Potter, the like main woman characters, like the like basically the hero of the whole book yeah. plus like McGonagall is a badass <gasps> yes in Redwall it was animals and every once in a while there'd be, there'd be a woman animal a man animal like in my head as a kid I wasn't seeing any differentiation between the female and the male characters and yeah. I, and that I think helped me like not think about the world in that specific way with that like, being barriers said, and boundaries that yeah. being said when I went to high school I became obsessed with the Gossip Girl series <laughs> and that's a whole different story well, yes <laughs> and that's like I still love that well, I mean, I think that, like, you and I were talking about this a while ago, actually, about, like, our own reading goals for the year, mm-hmm. which 
eventually, I think we have on our roadmap at some point to talk about reading, like, just a full episode on reading, um, which I can't wait to get to. But, like, there is a time for, like, fine literature, and there's a time for things that, like, challenge you, and there are time for things that are basically popcorn for your brain. Oh, my God. And, like, I feel like from, like, a self-care perspective, like, you need all of them. Like, I love me a trash can book so much. A book that... I, I just need something that is just, like, a fun read mm-hmm. that, like, doesn't really get my brain too involved, but, like, has me reading. Yeah. And, like, is also an escape from life and work and, and everything so that I can really feel recharged. Yeah. I love a psychological thriller for that reason because I feel like I'm trying yes. to piece things together in my head, but I'm not thinking about complex issues. And I think at work every day, I, I especially my old job, was just, like, faced with a lot of complex yeah. issues. So being able to step back and, like, yeah, in the book someone was murdered, but, like, they weren't a real person. And, like, it was right, a Right, it doesn't like, become, like, this crazy... Like, I love, yeah. I love, like, old books. I love, like, really good literature. But it's something I want to sit down and, like, really marinate in. And I, I sometimes I need something that's, like, the quick escape of, like, this is the plot. These are the things happening. Or, yeah. like, you know, like, where you can just... You're not expending extra mental energy trying to engage with it. You're just having that escapism into something, like, fun yeah. and different. And We'd love to hear about everything that you have to think about Harry Potter or how it did or didn't affect you. Yeah. But also, like, the same thing. Like, what fun reads you have planned for the summer. Like, we're definitely getting yeah. into, like, summer reading season. Um, I didn't tell this to Dana until this very moment, but I just lost my street cred very recently in terms of my geekness where... Uh, it was discovered that I only ever made it halfway through two towers of the Lord of the Rings what? trilogy. Yeah. Um, so that you is... let me get through that whole thing about Lord of the Rings and you didn't tell me I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> oh my God, the third one's the best one. I am aware. So that is <sighs> legitimately on my summer reading list. I have to get through it. I need you to, have like, to revalidate myself. And the second one is the worst. So right, like there, I like I was telling, I was saying this to 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 Jared the other night. Where like I get halfway through the second one, and then I like put the book down and go to the bathroom. I come back three minutes later, and I forget everybody and everything that's happening. Because yeah, so much stuff. And too many names and so many things. It's probably been like six or seven years since I've tried. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get through it again. No, you're gonna I get through the it. Books, you're gonna so get through it. You're not gonna no, try. There's nothing in my way except myself. Um, but if you guys have like other suggestions about things to read over the summer mm-hmm. for Dana or myself, like you've heard a little bit about our personal taste in books, like we love that. And then maybe we can come back and talk about you know, what we worried we'll read over the summer and maybe what other people have been reading yeah. like, in the fall when we talk more about like reading. Um but yeah, like love to hear what everybody has to say. Yeah, and let us know what house you're in too. Yeah, and if you I wonder if there's other Ravenclaws out there. And what your Patronus is. Yeah. Please tell I us. That. Special thanks for this episode to JK Rowling, Vox, and the Odyssey for inspiring and informing our chit chat. Special thanks to Eileen McGady for the very delicious Hedwig inspired wine. Links to the articles we discussed, as well as a recap of this episode's wine review, can be found on our website, www.decantdc.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and engage with us there. Let us know all your thoughts. This episode was produced, as always, by the amazing Catherine Kramowski. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers! Cheers!